Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Um, thank you for joining me. And today I have our favorite guest on the podcast. <laughs> the only guest from the podcast. For now. For, for now. now. <laughs> um, but we have Crystal. So Crystal say hi. Hey guys. Hey. Okay, we're a little yeah, as you can tell we're a little shy, whatever, but um, we are doing a book review for More Than a Body by Lindsay Kip and Lexi Kip. So I guess they're sisters? Mm-hmm. Um, twins. Twins. Oh, oops. See? Oh, my God. They are twins. Yeah. I didn't even see that. But, um, oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> Twin sisters. Anyways, so we want to review the book. It's very, very popular um, in the woman society, you know. And I've been meaning to read this book, read this book for a minute now. Finally had a chance. They had it at the library, so they let me just grab the book, and it was highly recommended. So, um, what made you read the book or um, want to read it? I wanted to read the book not just because nobody was like, we should definitely read this book. Um, <laughs> But, you know, trying to, like, change perspective about self and, like, becoming more self-actualized, it's good to read books like this just to get, like, um, kind of more on, more education on the way that we should be seeing ourselves and, like, how we should build power within ourselves. So, Mm -hmm. it was a good read. Okay, love that. Um... So, yeah, so we're just going to read a few quotes, give a, like, summary of our thoughts about the book, and hopefully rate it. But, um, I'll start with mine. It's on chapter, chapter, it's chapter one, page seven. And I will say this automatically. The book only has six chapters, but the chapters are very, very, very long, like, Probably like a hundred page per no, no I'm not fucking flipping. Not a hundred page per chapter, but it's probably like a at least 40. 40. Nah, 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 nah. It's a lot of pages. It's at least like forty, like per chapter. Per chapter, which isn't crazy, but like it's so informative that it, it gets overwhelming. Six times forty—that's two hundred forty pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like one twenty. Anyways, this is not that fast. Um, so. I would like to start with the quote that says, positive body image isn't believing your body looks good. It is knowing your body is good, regardless of how it looks. And I picked this quote because um, it's the truth. And I find this quote is easier said than done because just like a personal thing is like reading it, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like I, I can relate to that. But being realistic with myself, I'm like, the first thing that came to mind was just being bullied for my weight, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> if I would have heard this quote what, during that time, I would have been like, are you dumb? Like, that's not that it at all, sense, actually. Right. Yeah, like, if that was the case, then I wouldn't be picked on because I was considered obese, or because I wasn't considered the prettiest girl in the class, and I would kind of feel a little, like, I guess, like, angry about that quote because it's just, like, 
if it was only that simple, you know, if it was only like realistically, oh yeah, I could look at my body and and think it looks good without an appearance pleasure from it. Like mm-hmm. what I'll be like, oh yeah, I got this nice curves and I got this nice, you know, body, but more of like, oh my my legs can do this, my arms are capable of this. It's like it's easier said than done. Yeah. I agree with that, especially like um, which is one of the quotes that I highlighted about how there are so many outside sources, factors that led us to believe that like our body is not good, even if it is healthy. And even though, oh, yeah. you know, we wake up in a healthy body and we're able to function all day in our bodies, but you know, things like media or family or, um, just society in general yeah. is constantly teaching us that the opposite. the opposite. So when we do read quotes like that, it's like, no, that doesn't make sense to uh-huh. me. Like that doesn't even sound um, right. Uh-huh. And even um, I think this is chapter two. And this quote says advertising targeted at girls and women largely relies upon us believing two things. One, our happiness, health, and ability to be loved are dependent on our appearance. And two, it is possible to achieve physical ideals and thus be worthy of happiness, health, and love with the help of the right products and services. So even even if we do wake up in a good body, it's still not characterized as good until we look good to or to someone else or we are, you know, craving someone else's validation. And pretty much media and advertising in the beauty industry teaches us that we're not going to be good until we have uh certain products to make us look a certain way. Mm -hmm. That is very true. Um, Even when I started reading this book, I was like, because within the book, she gives you questions, she gives you scenarios, she gives you examples, gives you a lot of information. And, you know, some of the questions were like, just, you know, what type of media are you looking at? Or what people are you most attracted to? Like, what's your definition of beauty? Because a lot of times that's where our self-destruction plays a role. Is because we're not meeting that expectation we have shown attraction to. Like, you know, naturally we are attracted to not ourselves or how we look in a sense of like, I might not date somebody who looks like me because for me, that's not my type of attraction. I'm going to look at somebody that is my type. So a lot of times, like the people I will follow on social media didn't look nothing like me, like not even close. And they represented this fantasy that I wanted to create as if like my beauty was somehow related to theirs. Like, oh, since they're beautiful, that means like I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. Rather than, like, I have my own unique beauty. But it was more of, like, if they're accepted, then I should be accepted. Um, Yeah, I had to say something else and I forgot. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Validation. Validation gets on my freaking nerves, okay? Let's talk about it. Uh, I I feel like validation is the root of all evils, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Because that will make you do the dumbest craziest unnecessary things or actions or just molding yourself in crazy ways just to like 
create another fantasy like just to keep creating these fantasies and i hate it i hate i hate validation like i really it grinds my gears because it's, yeah. it's very hard to not seek it and it's and it's everyone like i feel like we all do it in our own different types of ways and especially like when it comes to social media um you know, we all do it. Yeah. We edit our pictures a little yeah. bit, or we put the the best. We yeah, be we searching it. for the best song to put at the end in our video, yeah. or like we have to put that little filly on, you know, that little filter, uh-huh. so we look cute or our teeth look whiter. You yeah. Know? So it's those are all things that we do to like seek validation because, you know, that those hearts or plus. Likes, likes, yeah, yeah, like they, 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 they somehow mean something. Um, and I can really relate to them. Nothing off topic, but when I used to be on social media, especially in high school, when I was trying to figure myself out, and like for me, finding myself was in high school. Like that was like the turning point for me. Like I was like I really I had this like pretty much like this. Revolution. I don't even know. Like I was just going through all the emotions of trying to figure out who I was and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to present myself and all that stuff. And I remember, like, sorry, <laughs> man, get off your phone. I'm trying to find my next quote. Um, and I just remember, like, I had this page that I started off with, and I remember, like, on my 18th birthday, I was just so distraught i was just so like honestly i was lost in social media like my whole life okay depended on when i could take a picture what outfit i should wear making sure i don't wear the same outfit making sure i <laughs> just the dumbest the dumbest stuff i used to do and i remember this one time i think this is what caused me to release social media i posted this picture that i finally edited I posed. I did everything the way I wanted to do it. I did it for me. And I remember that was the least liked fucking picture on my Instagram. And that triggered me so much because it was like, I would never be accepted on this shit. Like, I would never be accepted. Like, no matter how much I mold myself, I'm never going to be accepted. And on my 18th birthday, I just deleted social media. Mm-hmm. And I never went back. I, w- I never went back for a whole year. Because I was just so, like... That just triggered me so much. I'm just like, damn. I was so happy about that picture. Like, I was showing my friends. I was like, look, girl. Like, I edited this the way I wanted it to. It was a cool edit. Like, I really liked that picture. And I didn't get no comments, nothing. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, social media is, like, it's so hard to, to, I guess, remind ourselves that that shit is not real. Like, it is all computer algorithm Uh that is just saying like that will put your picture through a a testing system and then it'll show you like oh present it to certain people and it's like if you're not active then it's only gonna show your close friends or you know it's not gonna get this and that and Uh so it's like you know we base our whole like view on ourselves from a social media post and or our likes and just our comments that we receive from people, but it's like we're 
seeking validation from the wrong from six to eight hundred people <laughs> yeah. that we don't even know when we really only care about maybe like three yeah. or four people that see the picture actually that is very true or you know and and on the other hand of it like not just us posting videos about or posting pictures and trying to see what other people like think about us and comment about us on our social media, but also being the viewer of social media and looking at other people and comparing ourselves to other people like, oh, she looks like this, this, and this, when that might not even be real. Or zooming in to make sure someone's lace is lacing. Like, we are shady. chapter three um and it says i'm gonna read it slowly because it's kind of like a paragraph it says beauty isn't a limited resource in our world neither is love attraction validation peace intelligence or happiness but a world with narrow and highly prized ideals about bodies divides us into hierarchies of who looks right and who doesn't and then ties our hopes for achieving all those good things to our ability to climb the hierarchy. This puts us against our own bodies and each other in a constant state of comparison, whether to our past self, our future body goals, or the women in the office down the hall. This is limiting, demeaning, divisive way of being, causes us to become the watcher and the watch, the seer and the seen. We watch ourselves and compare the person we see to everyone else around us. Um, and comparison is the killer of all joy. Yeah. And I think when we start talking about like our own bodies and our own self-love and things like that, it's like, that's probably one of the biggest obstacles that we'll probably have to get through is not seeing each other on ourselves, our past selves, our future selves, what we want for ourselves and others in constant competition and constant comparison um which you know if y'all have some tips and tricks on how to stop comparing yourself i know this book had a few um practice but yeah it's definitely harder it's easier said than done yeah um i guess i would start with my other quote to kind of like 
add on to what you said. On I think it was it's still chapter one, uh, but on page thirteen, it talks about pretty much like if I can find it. Oh, sorry, y'all. Give me a second. I'm on the wrong quote. <laughs> And we're on commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many pages saved. I'm like, okay. Page 29. It says, as a woman, as a fat woman, I am not supposed to take up space. And yet, as a feminist, I am encouraged to, I am encouraged to believe that I can take up space. I live in a contradictory space where I should try to take up space, but not too much of it and not in the wrong way. Where the wrong way is anywhere where my body is concerned. I read that. When I read that, I was like, please. <laughs> and that's not the truth. Shit. I don't know what it um, and it's the truth because it's not just with, like, in particular being a feminist, but it's more of, like, just being a woman. Like, it's, like, it's so easy to become too much or too little. And it's, like, always... I guess always being brought up mostly by men. Like, of course, women do it to each other. No doubt about it. But, like, those behaviors had to come from a man. Because it's, like, a lot of their habits is, like, for us to feel small or for us to feel less of a human. And because for them, it's, like, man is human and woman is not. And it's, like, no, woman is the creation of man in the first place like mm. women had to come come first before men so it's like you know I do feel that sense of like feeling like you never know what is too much but then realizing there's never too much like it's like you think there's a, a line that you're not supposed to pass but then like you pass the line and you're like oh that was never there mm. but it was created more than actually than it's actually being yeah. real yeah you know? so um, just like about like taking up space and using like, you know, starting to see your body as more than just another book talked about it a lot, like more than just a sight to see, like whatever your body looks like, it's more than just a body. Yeah. And I, I mean, not to like call the book the title, but it is more than <laughs> like what we give credit to it. Yeah. And, um, I think when we start thinking of our body as in more ways than one, we start building that ability to take up space. Mm -hmm. And I see this quote and it says, use your body regardless of how it appears as an instrument for your own experience and benefit. Because it's like your body is a vessel that like, can help you in so many yeah. ways. Like your body tells you when you're happy yeah. and sad and when you're sick and when, you know, your body creates life. Yeah. Um, and it's more than just, you know, a surface value. Uh -huh. And then it's like, when you start seeing like, Oh, these are all the amazing things my body can do with yeah. just being a something to look at or something to use mm -hmm. for, you know, a material yeah. or physical purpose it's you're start growing that ability and reminding yourself that mm -hmm. i am more than this and i can take up the space because yeah. i deserve it look yeah. at all the amazing things that i can i am and can do with my body 
time. Yes, very true. And it's some. That's on period. Y'all just y'all just saw my face. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's on point. Period. <laughs> okay, y'all can't tell me nothing. <laughs> um, oh, damn, I just dropped a good one too. Oh, did you read about the body in the trailer? No. You want to talk about that? It says. Um. So, if you guys are wondering, like, how do I view my body and not a um, not a physical sight. Mm, I wish I had the right word for it, but looking at your body image is more than just your body. Okay. Um, and how in the physical way that you look. Um, and it kind of goes along with your quote about um, your first quote. Oh, with the positive body image. Yeah, that is good. Okay. Not. It says body, it's called body neutrality, which mm-hmm. is, I guess, a new term um, to promote body positivity. But it says body neutrality is the next generation of body image progress, a state of acceptance and respecting your body as it is, prioritizing how you feel and what you do rather than how you look. Um, okay, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, I guess it's going from saying I am body positive to I am body neutral because it's like, you know, we're not always going to feel positive positive about our body. Be realistic. Be realistic, but you can, even if you don't feel positive about the way you look or how you, you know, if you're sick or something, how you feel, you're knowing it's like my body is what it is Mm -hmm. and it's good because it is what it is and it's always going to be what it is, you know? I like that. Yeah. And I will say this too, it's like, it kind of, well, this is, I don't know if this is considered random, but it kind of d- goes back to like, you know, body positivity and just being accepting, being acceptive to your, like, just to who you are in the flesh that has given you an opportunity to live. And I think what I will also say to this is like, you know, at the time when I was, you know, not feeling the best about my body, I definitely felt like I was attracting that type of energy. Like, I know that's very, um, what's that word I'm thinking of? Like, not funny to say, but like something that is more of a, a spiritual outlook of like, just when you feel shitty about yourself, you just attract it. It's just like what it is. Like, when you don't like something about yourself, you attract people that bring it out of you or bring that insecurity out or you attract people with the same insecurity and it's like a trauma bond type of thing. And, you know, I will say, I think I, not just with our society, like in our particular generation, but realistically having parents, especially mothers who have gone through all generations if especially we have a great grandmother and you you know grandmother in general it's just like their behaviors and how they had to survive in their time especially towards their bodies were so different from what we do now mm. and positive or negative and it's just like that effect that they have on their kids without consciously trying to put it on them it's just a big toll like, it's not, not only are you trying to 
recover your body and how you see yourself and attract better people around you to support that. But it's like you at the day you come home to a family and it it depends what type of family that is, especially if you are a black woman. And this society, you know, a lot of our black families, especially women, are have been taught to hate their body, to hate how they look, to just discriminate any type of uniqueness or any type of black beauty. It's like it's supposed to be diminished or it's supposed to be seen as ugly. And it's like, you know, that's another layer that we have to unravel or remember that like we're not just the color of our skin or the, the weight that we have on our body just because it's just different than other races doesn't mean that we are less or better than the other ones mm. and it's just like you know that's one thing I, like a lot of people said or especially me and crystal was talking about it's just like i wish they talked about more of the black woman view of this because it's like it's not just as simple as they have made it through the book. Like, I wish they talked about realistically where this comes from. A lot of it comes from family. A lot mm-hmm. of it comes from trauma. A lot of it comes from, yes, sexual abuse. But not only that, it's just, like, what we see growing up. Like, how our parents or how our men treat our women in our life or mm-hmm. vice versa. It's, like, the behavior is, I wish, was more focused on. Because a lot of times it's, like, it's not simply, oh, I'm fat because... I've been told that I'm fat. A lot of it is like, like, for example, when I was growing up, my dad used to, the only way he would show his love is he would feed me. And he would feed me to the point of like, uh, like he would feed me late at night. And on top of that, it would be big, like meals, like a whole dinner. And I, you know, as a kid, I didn't know better. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll just eat, I'll just eat. And that led me to being obese. And I remember like, growing up into that he would pick on me he'd be like oh like you know you're so fat like how did you get so fat and I'm like in my head as a child I was so confused I'm like well you feed me every night like you know like it's like that behavior it's not just a simple oh this to that it's not just effect and cause Mm -hmm. it's the behavior of those effects Mm -hmm. and it's like little stuff like that that I'm like wow like you don't realize how like okay yeah I was eating a lot, but, like, let's talk about how you view what love is and yeah. how that had an effect on me and my body because that was the only way I could get your attention. Mm. And it's just, like, at the end of the day, a kid is going to want love from their parents regardless of how they get it. So it's just, like, you know, small stuff like that that I wish was talked about more in this book. Like, not just the outer view of it, but, like, the inner effects that it has. Yeah. Like it's more of an internal issue than it is an external Especially when it, like, starts to create, like, a, um, uh, yeah, sorry, that's saying. Especially when it starts to create that con- con- contradictory mm-hmm. part of you in that, like, and you're trying to gain a relationship with yourself, mm-hmm. but it's, like, I know, especially in my family, like, when I would have cried as a kid or as a baby, they'd be, like, just feed her, yeah. and yeah. then they'd feed me, and yeah. it's, like, okay, so now when I'm sad, sad I I'll eat, eat. Yeah. <laughs> or you know things like that but then on the contradictory uh-huh. side like you would see my or have women figures in my, yeah. in my family being like "Ooh, look at her yeah. look at her look mm-hmm. at her she's plus size blah mm-hmm. blah blah mm-hmm. she's big whatever and mm-hmm. and then it's like when you start having that you know contradicting of yourself when you're trying to build that self-love yeah. for yourself so 
definitely that's something that the book should have touched on because it is pretty complicated in it the way is, yeah. of how like learned behaviors from uh-huh. your family and even I mean social media like we yeah. talked about um and relationship with building that self-love and that um body neutral the child mm-hmm. neutral <laughs> whatever we get, the word. we get the word but yeah I mean honestly I I will write this book good enough to want to read yeah um I don't want to put a number to it because it has a lot of potential but at the end of the day it can't it can't grasp on every notion of body image is so many more to it but I think the book is great to read I think it's definitely something to pass down because it's like you know it's informative but it's also realistic it's not trying to pretend or create this fantasy as if you know you're gonna naturally just love yourself the next day but um yeah we're gonna end it here um and I hope you guys have a chance to read this book and let me know what you think um, did you want to say anything else? Um, I hope you guys really enjoy the book, but then also, like, read it through, um, your own objective lens and, you know, gain your own feeling and perspective on it because it gives a lot of information on things that you should change to be able to, you know, get this new ideal ideas, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's up to you mm-hmm. to figure out what your self-love and self-love journey is going to look like. And this is just this is just to help you. Yes, this is just to help. Yeah. It's not a another book. tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, thank you again for joining. I'm so and... happy to be here. <laughs> thank you for the outburst. <laughs> and yeah, I can't wait to see y'all my next episode.